Hi there. My name is Dr. Pragenta, and I'm the host of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm an advanced nurse practitioner, and I want to be your guide into the world of nursing professions. This podcast is a platform for nurses to share their journeys as they made their way in the diverse field of nursing as either entrepreneurs, academia, private practice, or even the corporate world. I think we should celebrate just how diverse the field of nursing is through mentoring one another with the stories of our career journeys. Nothing is too mundane because each journey is unique. This podcast will showcase career options to encourage nurses to view their degrees with a business mindset. After all, we work in the healthcare business. And ultimately, I hope I might inspire you to make a change if you're looking for something different. I am motivated to see you live your best nursing life, and that looks different for everyone. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast, and let's get started with today's guest. Welcome, Sally, onto the Dr. Nurse Podcast. Sally is a bachelor's prepared nurse. She finished her degree in 2017 after obtaining her associate's degree in 2016. She has experience in med surge, tele, and floating, and has had an absolute love for the fast-paced environment of the floor. After battling postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety with her second son, she went per diem to focus in on her family and her mental health. So she's learning how to set boundaries and make her career work for her. And through that, she developed something called the Nurse Mama program, where she- Driving Nurse Mama method, yeah. Yeah. And so she developed this program to help new nurses and new moms find themselves after having the baby and kind of getting back their lives, setting good boundaries and really finding themselves after they have a baby and they go back to work or stay at home or whichever, right? So she's married and she has two boys, Rocky and Sunny, and she likes to, on her free time, do a little bit of reading, cooking, gardening, and some yoga. So super great. Thank you for being on and let's dive right in, Sally. So what is your current job, your current role? Tell us what you do for a living. Okay. So right now I am a per diem nurse. I kind of just pick and choose where I want to work and when I want to work. So I'm also kind of a travel nurse, but I only work at hospitals nearby. So because the rates are just so high right now, I'll pick up like an eight week contract or a 13 week contract, and then I'll take a little bit of time off in between. So just very flexible, but still working med surge float pool. I love it because I tell them when I'm working and I work when I want and I make more money working two nights a week than I ever made working full-time at the Are you serious? I'm serious because the rates are just so much higher. So then that's kind of your main gig. So probably about a year ago, I would say maybe not quite a year ago, I started my entrepreneurial journey and I started my own business. And what I do is 12-week mentorship programs for nurse moms. That's my only clientele so that they can feel like they can enjoy their lives, have work-life balance, have things that light them up in time outside of just being a nurse and a mom. Because that was a long journey for me to get there. So I kind of made like the Cliff's Notes version to give to other moms. That's really good. So by going through your journey with your sons, you, you took some time to kind of reflect and figure out what it is that you would have needed coming right yes. out of the birth of your sons. And then you were like, let me give that information 
to new nurse moms? Yes, because I don't want anybody to feel how I felt after I had my kids and went back to the bedside. I just felt like after work and taking care of my kids, there was nothing left over. I had given everything I had to give and I wasn't enjoying my life. I was just getting through my life, like getting Mm. through the 12 hour shift, getting through my days off so that I could go back. And that's not a great feeling. I just want all women to be in a place where they can actually enjoy their kids and enjoy their work and enjoy time away from all of that because we were human beings before we became nurses and moms. So you got to get back to that. I identify with that so much because that was exactly my same journey. And I remember my first day back at work after I had my son, I cried the entire walk into work. And I remember walking in the door and they were like, welcome back. And I was like, welcome welcome back. Like I just miss my baby. This is not welcome back. Like I remember being so bummed. And when I, when I read your story and your bio and your journey, like what are things that you recommend to a new mom that is going back? What's something that you could say when a mom contacts you, where do you start them in that process? There's a lot of guilt, right? For a working mom. I would say the first thing is to reframe that guilt. So I felt guilty that I couldn't be there with my son every second of every day, that I was missing things and that I had to work for so long because I worked 12 hours. I was gone before he woke up. And by the time I came home, he was in bed already. So I just felt like I'm missing so much. For me, that looked like cutting back on my hours at work. So I would miss less. But also, if that's not an option, to reframe how you look at going to work and what kind of lessons you're going to be teaching your children when they look back and say, oh, wow, my mom worked really hard. She had a job that she enjoyed, hopefully. That's the first thing is there's just this overwhelming sense of guilt about everything, but there's always a way to reframe that in something that's actually going to make you feel good. So that's usually my first piece of advice. When you you take on a nurse. Yes. And to set boundaries at work because your family is more important than your job. I'm going to say it like you could die tomorrow and there'd be a new nurse working your job. So, but that's your family's not going to recover as quickly. So I just encourage moms to like, look at what's the most important thing and then put the energy and focus on that and don't stress so much about the work stuff, especially when they're asking you to like pick up extra and switch shifts and all of that. Like, don't feel bad setting that boundary to be like, no, I can't do that. Yes, 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 yes. And so kind of what you're describing is something that I had spoken about on another podcast, which is this idea that nursing's supposed to work for you. When I went to my boss and I said, because I was full on ready to quit. I was unhappy. I had done it for three months working four tens. So I'd wake up, go to work. My kid was asleep and then I would come home and I got maybe two to three hours. And with my kid before it's time to go to bed. And I'm like, I've only seen him like three hours today. Like that's just, he's been up for 12 and I've only seen three. It was just, like you said, that Mm -hmm. guilt that you carry throughout the whole day. And then you feel guilty when you're at work. I think you're right. I think reframing the job and just reframing what it is that you're doing for your family is super helpful for me. And that's one of the things that I've kind of tuned into. Like I know what I'm doing because I'm helping my family. And in that think space, I feel a lot better about leaving. So I think that's a really good tip. But also 
changing your nursing career and going, I'm just going to forego without the cash and I'm going to go and and do this thing because this is going to bring me more happiness. But sometimes more money doesn't bring you happiness, right? No. I feel like there's a thing out there that says there's like a set amount of money that if you don't have that, you're unhappy because you can't support yourself. But then you can go up exponentially. It doesn't add any joy. Exactly. Exactly. And so that was the conversation I had with my husband. I said, this, we're at that number. We should be fine. Let's adjust our lifestyle so that I can have the peace of mind of knowing I spend more days with my son at the house. And so that I think is just fantastic advice. I just wanted to say too, another reframe that I made is that my time is the most valuable thing, not the money is the time. So as soon as I think about things as in terms of, well, how much time is this going to take? Do I really want to spend my time doing this? The money is like secondary. When my kid hit the planet, my time became, I can't even put a value number on it. It was just like, mm-hmm. I, this is the most valuable resource I have. So a shift, I'm giving them my life for that shift. Yeah. Right. Again, that mindset change of like, nope, I don't need to look at it that way anymore. Like this is my life now right. I'm giving away. I'm taking away time for my kid for you. So you're going to pay me for one. I'm going to get paid. You're going to make sure it's, it's, it's lucrative, but mm-hmm. then also do, I'm really going to weigh my lifestyle against that and say like, yes. I don't, need these things to have that lifestyle if it means I'm not going to be able to have my time. Let go of that stuff. That's really good. I like that. What was your specific journey to this spot in your career? And and we had spoken about it a little bit before the podcast, but kind of tell me what you went through from the time that you graduated your first degree, your associate's degree in 2016, kind of what inspired you to be a nurse? And then kind of lead me through and walk me through the process of where you got so you're here now doing kind of this this dual role. Sure. So nursing is actually my sec was my second career. I went back. I think I was 30 when I went back to school. I used to work for NBC News as a content moderator, which is like the person who reads the comments and like deletes all the really bad ones. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Six years, I want to say. And after even just a couple of years, that's when I went back to school. And I was like, this job is going to burn me out so quickly because you just see everything negative that um, constantly. I was like, I can't do this. So that's when I started thinking, oh, what do I want to do with my life? I want to help people. I want to not be in front of the computer all the time. So that's kind of what led me into nursing. So my last semester of nursing school, I found out that I was pregnant. I did not know I was pregnant until I was 25 weeks. Yeah. Figured it out when he started kicking. Then he came. He was born in January. I graduated in June and I started my first job in like July or August. So starting my journey as a nurse and a mom at basically the same exact time. And it was very overwhelming. Learning everything to be a med surge nurse is overwhelming as it is. Plus add on top of that, trying to figure out mom stuff, trying to work 12s when I've never worked 12s before, nights, trying to figure out when to pump, when I was going to have time to do that. It was a lot. And so like I was telling you before, I think I had undiagnosed postpartum with my first and then just didn't, I didn't realize it because everything was so new. I didn't really realize that something was off. But when my second son was born, I'd been a nurse for a few years at that point. And going back was when I just 
started to feel really depressed and anxious about the idea of having to go back to work after my maternity leave ended. And I had like a meltdown where I was just couldn't get out of bed, couldn't take care of my kids, couldn't do anything because I just felt so much anxiety and stress and was miserable. My husband found me like that and he kind of started the ball rolling to get me in to see a psychiatrist who told me I was battling postpartum, which I pretty much already knew, but then she wrote me a prescription for antidepressants and then I went home and said, okay, whatever, I'm not, I'm not taking these. I'm going to fix it all myself with self-care. And I tried that for a few weeks, it did not work. And I ended up going on the medication. So I, at that point I was back at work full-time, day shift, med surge, and it just, I tried it for a while, it did not work. I maybe made it 11 months after the birth of my son. So maybe like six months of being back full-time before I just was like, this is not, I just don't have enough time with my kids. And it, for me, it wasn't even so much the 36 hours a week that I worked. It was that I didn't get to make my own schedule. It was, they, they tell me when I come in and they tell me like three months in advance. And a lot of times stuff would come up and no one would switch with me. And it gave me so much anxiety. And that's when I was like, what if I go per diem, I can still work three days a week, but at least I get to tell them what the days are. And I can tell them that day if I want. That's when I made the switch. And I have not looked back since. I've been very happy with my decision to do that. It's been very flexible. So that was... February of 2020 that I went per diem and then obviously the pandemic hit in March and I would say probably that following fall is when I was like imagine if I was in the place I was before and going through all of this stuff with the pandemic. I don't know how people are doing it and that's what really called me to start this business It really started as a community just for nurses and moms to kind of come together and feel like they had support and grew from there to where now I do mentorship because it's just a lot. There's a lot and I just feel like nurse moms need support and need somebody in their corner telling them like, yep, I get it. I've been through the exact same things and I still go through it, but it can get better. It's not perfect, but it can be a lot better. I had a a girlfriend of mine, she ran into me yesterday and she was like, hey, how are you? And I did like the same thing of good. How are you? And she said, good. And then I just went, I'm not good. I'm not. It's a lot. Being Mm -hmm. a mom, working, being a nurse, working in the hospital, and the whole vaccinate, unvaccinate, don't please vaccinate, mandatory vaccinations. You don't vaccinate, you get COVID. If you do get vaccinated, you still get COVID. It's just this constant mask, don't mask. I mean, it is draining. And whenever you're standing there on the front lines and you are taking care of people and you're supposed to smile and be happy and take care of people and then come home and be this mom that's on. And she just kind of looked at me and I was like, so yeah, you might not want to ask me how I'm doing. I I thought it was so great the way you said that because it's like, I... You're right. It is a lot. Like, and I think it's okay for for moms and, and nurse mamas to just go like, I'm overwhelmed. Like, I need an outlet. I need someone to talk to. What services do you provide for your mentees? So we do weekly calls as a group every other week and then individually every other week. And so I do lessons about things like 
finding time for yourself and how to boost your energy and how to set yourself up with good routines and that kind of thing. And then a lot of times one-on-one supporting them with what they need that week. So I just got off a call and we just talked about things that went well for her that week, things that didn't go well for her that week. And I gave her a little bit of advice on how she could improve the things that didn't go so well. I know nurse moms are very busy, so I can't, I give homework, but it's very little of the homework. And it's just really taking very tiny, gradual steps towards making your life better. But it's very like baby steps because that's yeah. how you actually stick with it. And I feel like that's me ever since I got diagnosed with postpartum and started taking medicine. It's just every day taking like a little tiny step in a direction that's going to make me feel better. And so yeah. maybe I'm like just a year ahead of the women that I work with on that journey journey, but I'm still working on stuff too. Back to what you said, the reason why it's so difficult for us right now is because there's no break. So you're a nurse, so you're taking care of people at work, and then you're a mom, so you're taking care of people at home, and then you're in the middle of a pandemic, so you're hearing all about it at work and worrying about people at work and patients with COVID, patients without COVID, and then you come home and it's like, now you're worried about your kids getting COVID. So there's no break. It's not like there's no off time. Yes, exactly. I think it's great to one, I think, bring awareness to that and create a space where people can feel safe going, I'm overwhelmed and I need help. And I think that's also some of the first steps is just admitting, right? Like Mm -hmm. you need help. Another thing that you said that made me think about, I think it might be scripture, but it talks about how a little tiny rudder can move a big ship. Let that, like these huge cruise ships have little tiny rudders that like move them just a little bit. And then it changes the entire directory that the ship is moving, right? And so it's like, you don't need to make huge, big changes. It could just be as simple as going, I'm not going to work that one day a week. And that might be the thing that changes it for you. Or what? I now have this really great driven thing that I do every day. And I just do the same thing every day. And it gives me a sense of control when I get ready in the morning or whatever it is. I would say that actually when you try to make those big sweeping changes, it's usually not successful. Like think about New Year's resolutions. Like I never stick to my New Year's resolutions for like a day or like a week. And then I forget about it because it's not sustainable. You, the little changes and the little tweaks are going to make the lasting change. It takes a long time, but you kind of start building momentum too. So maybe one little thing and then it builds and builds. So I was thinking of two books, the first being Atomic Habits. That's Mm -hmm. one book that is so good about kind of reshaping your mind on things. And then another book called The Compounding Effect, which is just the little things compounded are the things that create great change. Give me an example of in your career, what are the the bigger successes that you had? By far the best decision I've made in my career was going per diem. Absolutely. I didn't have the confidence to do it for a long time. I completely and like 100% credit Whole Life Nurse on Instagram for inspiring Mm -hmm. me to do it because I just kept reading her content for like a year plus and then finally was like let me crunch the numbers I was like actually I could do this like why am I not doing this I'm doing it nerve-wracking at first because you're like I don't have stability and this and that but I have not looked back once there's this book called the four-hour work week 
And uh, he talks about how everyone is like so afraid to do things and that we let fear stop us. But he's like, wherever you're afraid. And at first when I read that line, I was like, this guy's crazy. Like, and then I was thinking about it and I was like, I'm afraid to TikTok. I'm TikToking. I'm afraid to go do a triathlon. I need to do a triathlon. Like whatever it is that you're afraid of, he's like, move in that direction. And I think it has something to do with like when something's in the dark and shadowed and cloudy, it feels scarier. But once you walk in and you turn the lights off, it's also scary. And so you kind of mm-hmm. realize that you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so scary. This is going to be, I don't know what's going to happen. It's cloudy. It's not clear. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then you just walk in the room, you turn the lights on and you're like, oh, I can do this. I can go per diem. Actually, I'm going to be making more money if I go per diem. Like, why am I making myself miserable? Yes, absolutely. And I think too, a lot of fear is the fear of failure. So (sighs) that's, you're afraid that you're not going to succeed. And if you follow that whole train of thought out and even if the worst case scenario is I don't succeed, it's really still not that bad. It's like, okay, well then I'll just go back to working full time. I'm pretty sure they will hire me. I feel like you read the book because that's pretty much what he says. He's like, play out the situation. And he says it in the book, play out the worst case happening. You live without a job, you live under a bridge, like whatever it is. And he's like, it'll be fine. Like you'll figure it out. And it's true. Like, and the crazy part is, is that you've never had that worst, like worst case scenario happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that thing that you were afraid of or the worst case scenario never even happened. So it's good to think about it, but still do it anyway. I don't know. I just think that's so great. So because it is like, oh my God, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to fail. Especially like, yeah, my Instagram is starting my own business. Like that was a big place where I was like, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to put this out there and nobody signs up and this and that. But then I just go back to like, well, that's not why I started doing it. I started doing it to help nurse moms. So as long as somebody is getting something out of it, I'm just going to keep showing up and see what happens. I love that, Sally. I love that. Keep showing up. Yeah. I think that's a Brene Brown quote where she says, sometimes the scariest thing is just showing up. It's just like, just keep coming. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Showing up. And then I love when she says like, I don't want to hear from anybody who's not showing up. It's like not in the arena. Like your opinion doesn't. I think I saw that in regards to like, I think it was Simone Biles. People were like, dogging her out about the whole gym i don't even know the details about it but i just remember thinking like like, can't even do a cartwheel i'm not commenting on that because i can barely get my legs around for a roundhouse so i got nothing to say to this girl so tell me a little bit about maybe one of the challenges that in your career you had to overcome i think you've pretty much shared like a big chunk of it but anything specifically that you can kind of look back on and just remember a moment in your career that you felt like was a turning point for you or a mountain that you had to climb i would say my orientation as a new grad I did not feel supported at all I felt like they did not care that I had a kid at home and needed time to go pump and do things my preceptor was kind of a bully I think anyway I went home crying every night from my preceptor being mean to me but it was my learning style like I thrive on positive reinforcement not like everything I did wrong kind of thing but I almost quit a couple times and I think I'm just very stubborn by nature and I don't like to quit things that I set my mind to so at one point it kind of 
we all had like a meeting and it was my preceptor, my manager. And the preceptor was like, I think you should think about working on a different unit. I think this unit's too hard for you, blah, blah, blah. And that just kind of like pissed me off. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to show him. And then got and got better over time to the point where like I made it off of orientation. I went into med surge because you're supposed to go into med surge and do your couple years or whatever, but I'm still here. I like it. If I could talk to that guy, I'd tell him, look, I didn't need to go to a different unit. I, I know what I'm doing. So any mentors, anyone along the way that gave you really good advice or, I mean, clearly not that guy, whatever that guy is, he's the worst but was there anybody along the was there anybody along the way that was really great or did kind of come alongside you and encourage you to either start your business yeah well so I will say that I switched preceptors after that meeting and my second preceptor was a lot better I have a mentor who also does coaching her name's Laura Wiley, and she does the Brightly Balance Method, which is for more geared towards new grad nurses in general. But she is my mentor who encouraged me to start my mentorship program, and I still work with her, and she helps me kind of gives me those confidence boosts. I wouldn't be doing this without her. I think it's really hard to go into the unknown all alone. Everybody have a mentor because it's just somebody in your corner to support you in whatever that is that you need support in. I just feel like it's so valuable just to have somebody there to kind of push you a little bit, but also support you and and hold you accountable. And my husband too, I should probably give him a little shout out because he's had to deal with everything. Me going to nursing school, me doing my orientation and going to nights, losing my mind, thinking, oh, I can switch (laughs) days and then days will make me feel better, that not working, like all of it. And starting a business, he's been very, very supportive of all of it. And so, and it's a lot. So I think he deserves a little shout out. Plus, if I don't give him one, I'll hear about it later. (laughs) Last question. Tell me about a piece of advice that you would give a nurse who's starting off on her career. She's brand new. She just has her diploma in her hand, nurse or nurse practitioner that you think, I wish she would have known this when I would have gotten started. They need you more than you need them. Come on, girl. Come on. Let your job make you feel bad about anything if it's what schedule you can set what you your expectations and they can either work with it or you'll find somebody else who will because it's there's a, a shortage or whatever I don't really think there's a shortage but yes they need you and you want to set that precedent early that I don't do this that's it because I won't do it. It's the same way in relationships, right? It's that you teach people how to treat you mentality, right? And the thing is, when you're new, you want to please everybody and you want to prove yourself and prove your worth. And so you will take the crap and they'll give it to you. (laughs) So you need to learn very early that no, you, they need you. And in order for you to stay at the job, you need to set those boundaries. Because I don't know, yeah. I still work at the bedside. I work with a lot of new grads. And I would say at least half of them that I talk to are already quitting and going outpatient, going to different units. 
going to different jobs because they're already burnt out after a year. How have you been able to stay? Because I was burned out after six months and and rolled back in school because I was ready to tap out. I was a nurse for three years, but I literally would take the days that I would work and I would use it as fuel to stay up late and study. That's how much I did not enjoy being on the floor. I want to know like what it is that keeps you going back like in a healthy way, not like a, this is all I have. So I'm just taking it. But like, I like this. Like, what about it do you enjoy? I really like the fast pace. And I like that I see a bunch of different problems and different people every night. Like I enjoy that. I love talking to people. All my patients, I'm always getting their whole life story by the time the 12 hours is over. And I, I like that connection. And I set boundaries. Like I don't work extra. I don't switch shifts. I usually don't work on the weekend. I only work two nights a week. That helps. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I take you know what you want and give them all the days I cannot work, I will not work. And that's it. I they text me every single day to come in. I just don't. I say nope. I'm working my two days. And that's it. That's all you're getting out of me. What you're telling me is I know myself. And I just know what I'm going to do and what I'm not. Yeah. Med surge is not for everyone. And if it's not for you, that's okay. Do something else. Exactly. And so the last part of this interview is the rapid fire questions. These are just fun. Fly by the seat of your pants. Can't prepare. Here we go. You ready? All right. So are you a cat person or a dog person? Dogs. Okay. Dogs. That's right. You you were introducing me to your dog earlier. And what's your favorite holiday? Hanukkah. That's awesome. I wasn't expecting that one. Very cool. Cool. And then are you a talking or a text person? Like what, what do you prefer? Text probably, but I text. talk sometimes. It depends, but yeah, probably mostly text. Well, Sally, thank you for coming on to the podcast today and chatting with me and sharing your journey, your super vulnerable journey about your struggle with postpartum. And it's something that I can really identify with because I had a similarly hard time coming back. And I think it's really great. You use that experience to springboard your desire and your passion to help others. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, it's been so rewarding to find something that it makes me feel so good to help other people going through what I went through. So that's like all the reward. I know you had said that you've come out of this just recently, but what not a better time to shine light than when you were just there. Like you were so close to it. The feelings are still pretty palpable. So you're able to connect. Well, thank you for your time, Sally. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. We are at the end of our time together. I really enjoyed the chat. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is on Instagram, so please follow us there for any updates on new podcasts and inspirational information to help you on your own journey. You can always message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career information or professions that you're interested in hearing about. And as always, thanks for listening. I want to thank my biggest fan supporter on Patreon, Kevin Pryor, for your support of this podcast. If you love this podcast and want to throw some support my way, I would greatly appreciate it. My link is in the show notes. And just a reminder, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used as substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or other professional advice or services.